And we are back. Hi, everyone. How's it going? And welcome back to another episode of The Journey there with your host, Carla Chua. And uh, I don't know. Um, uh, I don't know if you guys are the same way as me, but I can tell the direction in which a conversation is going to go by the pitch of someone's voice. Like, it's not necessarily the tone because... Well, I don't know. My I think my tone right now is pretty much the same. It's just going up and down and like whatever. It's still the same. But I guess it's in the pitch of my voice where you can really tell how I'm doing. Um, because I'm a little bit too I'm too tired to bring my voice up any higher or like I don't know if there's any like science that or anything like that, but like emotionally, physically, spiritually, I'm just a little bit too tired to be a little bit more chipper uh so this is what you're gonna get today but i think it's going to be a pretty loaded episode so yeah okay so <laughs> um i think the day has finally come guys uh i don't know how to i don't know how to talk about this but basically uh i said in past episodes, like especially during my break, where I had deleted episodes um, talking about certain things. Well, I'm so cryptic right now, but um, I had these episodes talking about my insecurities and everything like that. And especially with the running for EB and shit. Um, and I deleted them because they were so negative and they were so painful um even for me to say out loud and i'm pretty sure if you were to listen if you were to have listened to that podcast you guys would have felt as much hurt as i have as i did at that moment um but woo, it's so hard i don't know how the fuck i'm going to talk about this but okay um i lost I lost. <laughs> Woo! And I think hopefully by the end of this week, um, or like by the time this, um, this episode comes out, hopefully the results come out already, so that everyone else can see it, um, and so that people don't have to keep asking me like how I'm doing and congratulating me on finishing MDA and shit like that. Um. Okay, but. We'll get into that later, whatever. But yeah, I lost. Um, and actually, my boss was the one who told me, like, you should make a podcast episode and you should just talk it out and you should just let it go. Um, and I was planning not to. Um, I think there's like a part of me. It's pretty, um, hmm, pretty stubborn in the sense that if someone tells me what to do, I won't do it. Um, and... Especially when I'm not in a good place, it's going to be that way. So, when she said, you should talk out your feelings, subconsciously, I closed up. And subconsciously, I just didn't want to open up to anyone about it because um, I guess I was ashamed. Um, hmm. This is such a heavy episode, guys, and I'm really sorry if you're starting off your Monday like this. And I'm as mu- as much as possible, I will try to pick it up. But you know that feeling in your chest when 
I don't know if you guys get this, but this is how I know I want to recite in class. Very, very weird. But how I wa- how I know I want to recite in class is when I have this like, um, when my heart starts beating faster and harder in my chest, um, especially before during um my English classes because I love English. It's my favorite subject. Um, I love talking about literature. I love talking about like like analysis of poems and shit like that. I like that stuff. Um, and in my classes before, I was really, really participative, I guess. Um, and it's because I always had this like banging in my chest. Um, and it wouldn't go away if I didn't um, say it out loud. And uh, that's why I have this podcast as well. You can clearly see that I like talking. But I have that same feeling in my chest right now. And I did not have it for the past few days. Again, it was my stubbornness um, kicking in where it was like, no, nah, I'm not going to talk, about, talk about it with anyone. I don't want to talk, talk about it. I don't want... I haven't even talked about it to my cousin, uh, my cousins, my siblings yet. Ah, well, and my cousins as well. But like, I haven't talked about it with anyone who isn't Kaith. Because it hurts me too much. You know, and it's kind of really embarrassing because, okay, accidentally pressed something but basically i didn't talk to anyone um about my loss in kaith because they don't understand it they don't understand like the gravity of the loss and so if i tell them that they're not going to weigh it as heavy as a kaither would you know um granted they probably would still naman like they'd they'd still care they'd still comfort me but I think as of right now, I need people who understand me to talk to me. And I need people who um, who, who know the people that I'm talking about. Um, so that it just, I don't know, it makes me feel a little bit better that I don't have to explain every single factor of my cuento. Um, especially at this time where i'm just so tired and all i want to do is cry like oh my god i think i'm gonna cry now but i think it's good also that i'm going to talk about it because this is exactly what i was supposed to do you know i mean like probably i should have talked about this in therapy or something like that right but like i don't have that um so this is my i guess other form of like i i guess release um i have been like singing a lot and i have been playing my guitar as fuck um to the point where like my fingers have been peeling again and there was a i don't know um i don't know how to i don't know how to go about this but yeah i've been feeling a little bit or like a lot insecure um and it hurts more because um relatively like in comparison to my sister and i guess to everyone in my family i am very unremarkable i am not anything special i am i'm a failure i feel like a failure uh it's uh, there are so many things in my life that i have achieved and i say that all the time but I don't know why I always just focus on the things that I lost, I lose, or I've lost. Um, I guess I have, I don't know, it's such a bad thing um, 
that we all only ever celebrate successes because because of the fact that um we only celebrate successes it makes me feel like whenever i fail i don't deserve to be celebrated anymore and i don't deserve recognition i don't deserve a pat on the back because i didn't succeed in anything but it hurts so much more because it's like you worked just as hard as the people who succeeded they get a reward for the hard work they put in but you don't and i'm not getting mad at like whoever won i'm not getting mad at the people who decided that i lost i'm just so i'm in so much pain because i went through just as much shit and pain and like um what's the word i'm looking for like i went through just as much struggle as those who won but i'm here in the background not getting a congratulations not getting a pat on the back not getting hugged not get not not being recognized um for that hard work and i know that you're not supposed to look for that recognition and you're not supposed to look for the pat on the back or anything like that like of ah, i say it all the time it's supposed to be within yourself that you find that satisfaction and pride in yourself but to be completely honest with you that's hard to achieve that's hard to attain and it's easier to attain when you feel good about yourself but i don't and in the moments where you don't feel good about yourself it only makes sense that you're like like you're trying to look for it in other people you're trying to get that validation and comfort from other people because you can't find it within yourself and i'm not saying that you should live your whole life just looking for a validation from external factors only but in the moment of hurt and pain that you're in it's okay to admit that you need other people to tell you you're great because you don't believe it in your you don't believe it yourself for now in this moment of hurt i felt like such a hypocrite because all the things that i were i was saying in the, these episodes are always like yeah like i'm great i'm 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 capable blah 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 i'm so proud of myself but in the past week i have been crying every single day i have been low self-loathing every single day and like low-key hurting myself i don't know guys um there's a toxic side to me you know i think everyone has a toxic side to them and as much as possible of course we try to um we try to do something about it we try to fix it and everything like that but when you are at your highest point of pain there i i don't know like for me there's no there, it's really hard to not be toxic, you know? Um, and I understand why now people are like, oh, you know, haters are only haters because, like, they're going through something, they're hurting over something. It's because they can't. They can't 
focus on themselves. It's like there's so much pain and like your first instinct when you have that pain is to try to alleviate it and get it out of your system as fast as possible. And for some people, for mean people and toxic people, that's by sharing that hurt with someone else, by making someone else hurt because you're hurt. Granted, I'm not hurting anyone else. Um, I don't think, hopefully. I mean, I think I was, I don't know. I was toxic for like maybe a day, maybe two days because I, I was so mean. There was a mo. There was like a point, I think Thursday, Wednesday to Thursday, where I was so mean to my friends. I was so mean to Charlie. I was so mean to Jerry. And I shouldn't have. Oh my God, I'm going to cry. I can't believe I was so mean to Jerry. Whoa! Oh my God. I don't go. Oh my God, I don't know. But I was so mean to these people because I was so angry and so tired. I was like, why? I don't know why. Um, I didn't like tell Jerry, like, you know, you're a bad person or like you're not worth it or anything like that. Like, really, I hurt him with my self-loathing. I hurt Charlie with my anger towards myself because it makes it feel better when you let it out any way that you can. Um, I mean now I'm like being a lot nicer to them as well. Like I am, I am trying so hard to not, uh, hurt them anymore and try to be as kind and as happy and bubbly as possible because it's not easy. Also, who on them to have to deal with my shit? It's not easy. To have to sit through someone else's pain. And I know, I don't know why. I Why, Carla? Like, why do you always think about other people first? It's your pain. It's your hurt. But at the same time, you cannot be so self-centered in this hurt because other people are still going to try to take care of you. So just accept it instead of fighting it. You know? Oh, I don't know. Today is CLK Day. Um... And if you guys didn't know, Celebrate Life Camp was a project that came from the brains of Jerry, Carlisle, Seve, and Koa, um, my boss. Um, and it's so funny because I, I just cried. Haha, <laughs> the fuck? And if you guys haven't watched, uh, listened to any of my episodes about... Um, CLK before what the fuck I've been talking about CLK for like the past how many months and you haven't listened to them like you're a pretty fake fan bro I'm just kidding um, but today is a C- CLK day uh, so I don't know how to explain this to people who aren't Kaith but basically Jerry and I were in charge of the first two CLKs uh, CLK is a series of events okay for it's specifically four camps um, and um Jerry and I were in charge of the first two, and then Koa and Seve are in charge of the other two. And so Jerry and I are done. We handed it over, everything transitioned it, everything's done. Um, so the CLK today is not mine anymore. It's it's the second pairs. And 
um I'm just a participant now. Um not really a participant. I think I'm like a like a supervisor watcher, um moral supporter, whatever today. Um but either way, I'm finally going to be able to see the kids um not from the perspective of the project head but um in the perspective of everyone else and i'm kind of excited about it but at the same time it's been a lot of pain and hurt um doing anything in kaith in general this week was a very busy week in terms of org life and everything um and because i'm an i'm still an officer in kaith now so like i can't just like stop working just because i'm in a lot of pain um i i don't know like i went through a hospital activity last tuesday and mind you i found the news out on monday afternoon so i was crying the whole night of monday um tuesday afternoon so that was around like 18 hours after um not 24, okay, yeah, I know, but like it was it was around 24 hours. Um, but what do you call it? Um it was painful to be there and to pretend I was okay. Um because I didn't wanna obviously I don't wanna put it on my uh my cadmates, like my visit group, uh that I'm hurting. Because I'm the hospital's, I'm still a hospital's officer. I should show up to hospital visits strong and like, I don't, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what the hell my thinking is. I could have easily just cut that um, hospital visit because no one was really expecting me to go. But it's the fact that I wanted to show up because it's still my job. Because I don't want to stop being a good officer just because I'm hurt. Because then. If I show them that pain affects me, then it just makes me feel like I'm proving it further that I was not worthy of the job in the first place. Like, I don't know why, but I always just thought that like maybe a reason why I am not good enough is always because... I'm so emotional all the time, you know? Like, I let my emotions get the best of me. I am very... I wear my heart out on the sleeve, all, all on my sleeve all the time. And maybe it's nice to watch as, like, a... as, like, a third person or, like, someone who's not closely related to me. But maybe as a boss, people see that I'm not able to... I'm not strong enough to be at such a high position and so i was like no chin up i'm strong i will show up i will be strong i will not slack off because of the hurt that i'm feeling but i did and i don't know i don't know um but at the same time i was saying this last night to one of my ic's name's digo um that there are so many sides to service. And I guess one of the issues, or not one of the issues, but one of the things that I think Kaith foregoes um, is 
showing the pain that comes with the love you have for who you serve. Um, I guess, you know, the branding of Kite has always been like rainbows and kites and like smiley faces and hearts and clouds. But you know, you get the gist. It's always happy. It's always upbeat because we're trying to promote hope. We're trying to promote the celebration of life. Celebration. And celebration, again, is always related only to good things. But there's another side of it. We say that we understand what it means, but I don't think a lot of people understand that your love and service for the sector can also hurt you. It will also bring you down sometimes. It will also feel heavy. It was so hard for me to accept that because I was like, no, I love I love the sector. I love service. And I always, like, love was always something that was related to something good. Love is always something bright and happy. But that's not real love if you're only going to love it when it's good. I now, in this moment, I'm experiencing service in another way. In another angle, I'm able to love the sector by trying to heal from the hurt that I'm going through. Um, One of my friends said this as well, that like, I can't serve the sector if I'm not doing okay. Because all of my work then will be mediocre. I will not be okay. I will not be able to think clearly because pain is so real. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I just got a message now. Uh, they're like talking in the group chat of the project heads of CLK, and it was Jerry who messaged. Uh huh. Oh, and I just want to say thank you to him, uh, and everyone, literally everyone who has been talking to me, um, the past few days. And been giving me that love and support that I've been needing this whole time. Like, oh my gosh, guys. Literally, when I heard the news, I ended the call. And I went straight to calling my friends. And all of them were so willing and so fast to respond. They were like, yes, I want to call now. Let's go call. Um, Literally, one of my friends also, um, he waited like three hours for me to call him back because he knew that I was going to get the news already. And he was like, okay, I'll be here. And he stayed, quote-unquote, here until I was ready to talk to him. And he was he had glass, okay? He had glass at the moment that I called him, but like he still called me because he wanted to take care of me. He wanted to like make sure I was okay. And I think now I'm really being surrounded by so much love and like I'm being taken care of by these people. And I'm allowing myself to be helped by other people. For once, I'm allowing myself to be helped by other people. Because again, going back to what I said a while ago, when you can't find it in yourself, 
it's okay to help to ask other people to help you find it like it's okay to seek that validation from other people right like in the moment of hurt not constantly but uh, it, it's I don't know. I can't tell you. I can't. I can't be strong for anyone else, and I can't tell you guys like anything like inspirational right now because I don't have that in me. I really don't, and I wish I did, but I don't. But I think if you're going through a hard time, it's okay if you want to be alone, because I get that the pain and i think it's like a um it's a natural instinct as well like you know how like um what do you call it what's makahiya plant um it when it's touched it closes and i think that's an act of self-defense as well it's natural for people to want to close up when they are hurt that's okay but if you're going through a lot of hurt it's a lot better if you let people in and I guess ew, con- in connection to um Inside Out, sorry, major lame um movie reference, but my f- my favorite character was always sadness, and my siblings never understood why they were like, "What? Why would you do that? Like it's weird, bro." But my favorite is sadness because there was a moment. Um, and it was like a core memory, you know, when Riley like lost the hockey game or something and she was in um, like in her backyard or something. I don't remember, but she was sad. And then parang, I don't know, like her friends came in, they helped her, whatever they made her, they cheered her up and everything. And then it became a core memory of a happy time. Um, and taught me that like sadness um pushes people towards you because people have like that natural instinct to want to love and nurture um especially if they love the person you know and i guess now i'm i'm riley <laughs> um and i'm just waiting for the moment when all of these people who are surrounding me, all of these people who want to love me, I'm waiting for the moment when that love hits me and fills me up again and makes me feel like I can do it again, like pick me up again, you know? Um, but yeah, for now, it's not that. Um, sorry for such a downer episode. Uh, I don't know i can't tell you i can't tell you anything uh that i'll be okay anytime soon honestly i'm not i'm not gonna hide that i'm really in a lot of pain but i just want to say that like after this painful process after this hurt that i'm feeling right now i want to be able to proudly celebrate my losses the same way i do my wins because you know, it's not a matter of getting what you want, but it's just a matter of you simply trying. You know, like celebration and like the path on the back doesn't only come when you get what when you achieve 
I hate that there's only ever a reward when you achieve and never a reward for just simply trying. Okay, there are some people, you know how like participation trophies and shit, like some some parents don't believe in it, some people don't believe in it because it's like, what the, hu- what the hell? Like they didn't work hard enough for that trophy. But what if they did? You don't know that. You don't know how hard they trained. You don't know how much they wanted to win. Why are you going to stomp on their parade for simply trying? That's okay, you know? So, yeah, I don't know. I just want to shift my mindset. And I I, I don't think it will happen anytime soon. But the goal, and I'm saying it now, that I want to be able to celebrate this loss. I want to be able to celebrate the things that don't work out for me. Because I think there's real strength in that and real love there. Um, and yeah, I guess that's it. I have nothing else to say, but like they're messaging already in the CLK group chat. So I think I have to go. Um, thank you so much for listening. If you're still here um, or if, I don't know, if you've been one of the people who has been trying to help me through this dark time thank you so much i really appreciate and love love you so much um i gotta go i will talk to you guys whenever i talk to you but maybe it's next week we'll see if i have anything to talk about but yeah i love you all bye And we are back. I am so sorry. This is like super random and everything like that. But I didn't want it to end on a bad note because honestly, this day turned around so much. And I just wanted to put in also the good parts of the day. It started out again. You already heard it. You already went through all that shit. But it picked up so nicely um, towards the end of the day because I just had the best hospital visit or the best interaction that I could ever have with the kids. Um, I mean, like, I guess I've had really, really good interactions on site, but like CLK, CLK has my heart and it wins my heart over and over and over again, no matter if I'm the project head of it or if I'm just a participant. Guys, I made so many new friends today. I, I, made a child so made well, made three children made children so so happy today gave them a reason to smile and enjoy their mornings it meant the whole whole world to me and i wish i could like recount everything that happened in that visit but i can't because there's so much more that happened after that we got nominated for an award um in koa i honestly don't know what koa means i think it's a council of uh, <laughs> I don't know what it means. Okay, hold on. Let's check. It's Koa M Awards. Don't know what the hell the M stands for, but it's an award annual, a prestigious year end event that aims to recognize council organizations for their achievements throughout the year. So it's a pretty big, um, a pretty big, um, award ceremony program, whatever thing. I am so, 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 so touched and honored to be part of this 
to be nominated with me and Jerry, like, dude, if you only know, I mean, duh, hello, you guys know, because you literally heard it. You it was recorded on this same episode, but even being nominated for it makes me feel well. Of course, you know the validation of it. Obviously, that's what I've been asking for, looking for. But I don't. I don't know. For me, right now, I don't even need to win it to know that this is a huge honor. Because it's like not everyone. We have so many like hundreds, not hundreds, maybe like 50s. I have no idea. I don't know how many orgs there are in Ateneo, but there are a lot of orgs in Ateneo. And that's the whole reason why you attend, like go to school in Ateneo. It's because of the organizations, because of uh, JTA and everything like that. But orgs, org life as hell. And oh my God, I can't believe I got, I got, we got nominated. And there are a hundred thousand projects that were happening throughout this whole year. And the fact that mine and Jerry's project got nominated is a huge deal. Um, I honestly, I don't know like the full, full title of it. Okay, it's called the Social Development Effort of the Year Award. And CLK Celebrate Life Camp is nominated. And guys, you don't, like this awarding thingy, awarding ceremony, um, we don't apply for it. We're just going about our days, and then COA. Um, I don't know what it stands for. I want to know what it stands for, but I don't know what it stands for, and I'm too lazy to look for it. But like, they're just watching us, and they just believe that we were remarkable, and that. Oh, it's such an honor. Grabe, guys. It makes me feel so loved. And like everything today, it like took away all the pain that I had in the morning. It took away all of the hurt. Um, especially because I got to talk to and I got to open up to new people as well in this CLK. Granted, it's not the CLK anymore that I'm pro- like heading. It's COAS now, but it was so good. And I see so much potential for the growth in this project. And my whole heart, my 100% whole heart is here. And honestly, right now, it doesn't matter if I don't get, if I didn't get EB, if I didn't get vice president, because you know what? I gave absolutely everything. I gave my 100% all and it's still being seen as like it's still enough it was still enough oh my god and it's so nice because I didn't even know that the this awarding ceremony whatever thing existed okay I did not know at all that this was a thing like i did not okay this has been happening for how many years i don't even know but like i only found out about it now and i can't believe that oh i didn't know i was just going about my day i didn't expect to be recognized for something that i really just did mindlessly but it's so nice that came to me and i'm so honored i'm so honored and i wanted to end it on this note not the other note that was a sad one and i am so grateful if you listen through that but i hope you know that my heart is being filled little by little by the service that i'm putting in um for others uh i love my sector i love my org i love the people that i work with and i will always 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 love it no matter how painful um yeah, 
I want to leave it there. I love you guys so, so much. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.